0: Hey, what's up guys? Welcome to another episode of The Blind Analysis. My name is Tommy Ray Valdez. Today I want to talk a little bit more about the NFL. I want to share my reaction to some of the games that took place around the NFL for Week 11. And I also want to talk a little more MLB news as well. So first, we will get started by talking about the matchup between my Seattle Seahawks and the LA Rams. This ended up being a heartbreaking game for the Seattle Seahawks, although they did get off to a very good start. In this game, Um, first quarter, first possession for the Seahawks, Geno Smith finds DK Metcalf in the end zone for a touchdown to give the Seahawks an early 7-0 lead. Then on the Rams' next possession, uh, they drive the ball down the field. They get near the goal line. Um, Seahawks' defense comes up with some big stops. And on fourth and goal, the Rams, they decide to go for it. The Seahawks, they get another big stop. And the Rams turn over the football on downs. Um, that ended up being a very a big defensive stop for the Seahawks. So they had a lot of momentum in the first half of this football game. Jason Myers tacked on a pair of field goals. Seahawks jumped out to an early 13 to nothing lead going into late in the second quarter. Um, and then the Rams, they finally get on the board um, a little bit after we find out that Cooper Cup. Uh, Comes out of the game with an ankle injury. Uh, He did not return um, in this game. Uh, But Matthew Stafford finds Puka Nakua in the end zone for a touchdown. That makes the score 13-7 going into halftime. Seahawks, they had some injuries of their own in this game. In the first half, Kenneth Walker um, ended up leaving the game with an oblique injury. Uh, He did not return in this game as well. Um, And then in the second half of this football game, Geno Smith, Um, After taking a sack, he ends up having to come out of the game um, with what appeared to be an elbow injury. We did find out a little bit later on after the game was over. Uh, It was also a bit of a triceps injury as well. Um, So he came out of the game for a while. Drew Locke took over for the Seahawks, and he showed that he did have a nice arm. Um, But unfortunately, you know, he just um, was not on the same page Um, You know, with his wide receivers, Um, you know, there were a few plays in the game uh, where uh, Drew Locke and Jackson Smith and Jigba uh, were just not on the same page. You know, if they would have connected for a couple of big plays, that would have definitely kept um, a couple of big drives going for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, But unfortunately, um, you know, that just didn't happen. And, uh, um, you know, Drew Locke did everything he could, you know, especially, um, you know, coming into the game unexpectedly, um, you know, did everything he could to try and help the Seahawks win this game. Um, You know, they were hanging on to a lead, um, but uh, the Seahawks, you know, they, they let the Rams hang around in this game. um, And that's something that you definitely can't do. Drew Locke ends up throwing an interception late in this game. um, And uh, the Rams, they eventually, they get another touchdown, a um, rushing touchdown by Daryl Henderson. Uh, That made the score um, 16-14, and then a little bit later on in the game, the Rams, they get a field goal uh, to take a 17-16 lead over the Seahawks. Geno Smith comes back into the game with two minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. Um, You know, the Seahawks, they drive the football down the field. They get um, in field goal range for Jason Myers, uh, and then very questionable play call, uh, in my opinion. uh, Geno Smith um, hands the ball off to Zach Charbonnet. He picks up a couple of yards uh, to try and get Jason Myers a little bit closer. Um, Jason Myers was 3 for 3 um, going into this final field goal attempt. This was a 55-yard field goal. Um, Jason Myers uh, had made field goals uh, from uh, 43, um, 52, and uh, 54 yards. This one was a 55-yard field goal attempt he ends up missing the, the field goal um you know just by a couple of inches um and uh, like i said very questionable play call um on uh you know um running the ball um on that final play um you know right before they spiked the ball uh, with about 5 seconds left on the clock um you know i, I feel like you know if they would have decided to just throw a pass um you know, maybe try to pick up a few more yards that would have made the field goal attempt a little bit easier for jason myers Uh, But it is what it is. It was a missed field goal, a heartbreaking loss for the Seattle Seahawks. They had the lead for the majority of this football game, but they ended up losing the game. 17 to 16 was the final score of this game. Um, But I think the big story in this game, uh, 21 flags total uh, for both of these teams um, and 130 yards of penalties for the Seattle Seahawks. That, I think, was the big killer um you know 130 yards of penalties uh you certainly um cannot uh win games you know committing that many yards of penalties uh you definitely won't get away with that uh, with the rams and uh this is something that the seahawks definitely will not get away with going up against the 49ers on thursday night football um on thanksgiving um you know this uh upcoming game as well so Um, You know, definitely a lot of things for the Seahawks to clean up. Uh, This was a game that I felt the Seahawks really needed to win. Um, You know, looking at their schedule coming up, um, you know, they have um, a game against the 49ers on Thursday. Uh, Then they play the Cowboys uh, the following week in Dallas um, on uh, the next Thursday. Um, And then uh, they got another game with the 49ers and then a game with the Eagles after that. So, um, you know, very tough schedule over the next four games um, with uh, four uh, very tough games coming up. So, um, you know, this was the game that I definitely felt like the Seahawks really needed to win. Unfortunately, they get the loss in this game. Um, but, uh, you know, hopefully, um, you know, they can clean up their mistakes um, as far as penalties are concerned. Hopefully they can clean that up. Um, We'll have to wait and see um, what will be the status of Geno Smith uh, with that elbow slash triceps injury. Um, You know, we'll have to wait and see if he's going to be able to play on Thursday night against the 49ers. Uh, We'll keep uh, monitoring that situation. And also Kenneth Walker, uh, that oblique injury seems, um, you know, to be uh, really serious. Um, I really don't expect him to play on Thursday, but you never know. Um, But, um, you know, definitely um, if we're without Geno Smith, if we're without Kenneth Walker, um, those are some big losses uh, coming into a short week. Um, But, um, you know, we'll have to wait and see if those guys are going to be able to play. Uh, But um, definitely a very disappointing loss for the Seahawks. Like I said, this is a game that I thought we should have won. Um, But, uh, you know, can't really dwell on it. Um, You know, they have a short week coming up, you know, taking on the 49ers Thanksgiving night on Thursday. So, um, you know, we'll just have to wait and see if our guys are healthy, but um, definitely a disappointing loss. Um, you know, that's for sure. But, um, you know, hopefully the Seahawks will bounce back. Uh, but, um, you know, getting swept by the Rams, um, you know, that definitely hurts. Um, but um, one cool stat uh, I want to share Bobby Wagner becomes the third player. Um, in NFL history, uh, to have a uh, 12 consecutive seasons, um, with a uh, hundred tackles, a uh, very impressive season. Uh, once again, for Bobby Wagner, um, you know, the third linebacker, um, in NFL history, uh, with uh, 12 seasons of a hundred tackles, uh, very impressive. Uh, but unfortunately, um, the Seahawks do lose this game. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully we can bounce back to the next one. So that's my thoughts on the Seahawks-Rams matchup. Now I'll talk about a few of the other matchups around the NFL. We'll begin with Thursday night football. Um, the Ravens, uh, they get a big win over um, the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, great game for Lamar Jackson. Um, although the Ravens, they do lose Mark Andrews in this game. Uh, he ends up leaving the game uh, with a serious ankle injury. I believe it ended up being um, a cracked uh, fibula um, for Mark Andrews sounds like he will be out for the remainder of the season and the Bengals, they lose Joe burrow um, in this game um, with a uh, torn ligaments um, in uh, his uh, right wrist. So Joe burrow will be out for the remainder of the season for the Bengals. Um, Jake Browning um, took over um, as a starting quarterback for the Bengals. Um, for the remainder of this game once Joe Burrow uh, left with the injury um, and uh, the Ravens ended up getting the win. I believe the score was 34 to 20 Um, really good game for Lamar Jackson. Um, Definitely a tough loss for the Bengals losing Joe Burrow and losing the game as well. So we'll have to wait and see what the rest of their season will look like with Jake Browning as their starting quarterback, the remainder of the way, Uh, but uh, the Ravens, Uh, They get a big win uh, to hang on to their um, lead in the AFC North. Um, We'll talk about uh, some of the other matchups in the NFC West. Uh, The 49ers, uh, they get a a win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, Another uh, really good game uh, for the 49ers. Um, You know, when this team is fully healthy, um, you know, they're pretty much unstoppable. Brock Purdy had another really good game. So did Brandon Ayuk. Um, Christian McCaffrey had a really good game as well. Um, and the 49ers uh, got a win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals, they lose a close game to the Houston Texans. Another um, really good game for C.J. Strout. Uh, the Texans, they got the win 21-16 to over the Cardinals. Um, the uh, Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, this was a really good AFC North. Division rival matchup. Um, the Browns, they got the win 13-10 to 10 over the Steelers. Um, Steelers, once again, just not getting a whole lot going offensively. Um, and going up against uh, the number one overall ranked defense in the NFL in the Cleveland Browns, um, you know, other than a big rushing touchdown by uh, Jalen Warren, um, Steelers just really couldn't get a whole lot going offensively. Uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson has a really good game. For the Browns, uh, he does uh, throw a big touchdown pass to Amari Cooper, um, and he was able to lead the Browns uh, to a big um, game-winning drive where they kick a field goal to get the win, 13-10. to um, So um, Browns continuing to find ways to win, um, and uh, they get a big win um, in a close game over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, another interesting game um, uh, was the matchup uh, between Um, the New York Giants, uh, they get a win over the Washington Commanders. Um, They end up putting up 31 points uh, in their win over the Commanders. So it looked like this was a pretty good game uh, for Tommy DeVito. Um, And uh, the Giants, uh, they got a win over the Commanders. Uh, The Cowboys, they got a big win over the Carolina Panthers. Um, The Cowboys, they continue, um, you know, to click on all cylinders. Um, and uh, they get a big win over the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Their offense plays well. Their defense uh, plays very well um, in this game as well. Um, And uh, Daron Bland, now four pick sixes on the season for the Dallas Cowboys. He has done a very good job of filling in for Trayvon Diggs. So, Cowboys, um, they get another big win over the Panthers. Um, Another interesting game. The uh, um, Minnesota Vikings, uh, they lose to the Denver Broncos. Um, This was another really close game. Um, This game was really similar to the game between the Seattle Seahawks and um, the LA Rams, or the Vikings, um, had the lead for the majority of the game. Uh, But the Broncos' defense really stepped up. They came up with three big turnovers in this game. Um, Josh Dobbs uh, fumbled the football on the Vikings opening possession. Um, He also threw an interception uh, late in the game as well. Um, And there was also a fumble by Alexander Madison in this game as well. Uh, Broncos, they were able to capitalize. Uh, Russell Wilson and Cortland Sutton come up with a big touchdown late in the game. And the Broncos got the win over the Vikings 21 to 20. Another interesting game. Um, the Packers, they end up getting a close win over the L.A. Chargers. Um, some Bad news for the Chargers. Joey Bosa um, ends up having to leave that game uh, with a, a very serious ankle injury. Sounds like uh, he will be out for the remainder of the season as well. Um, so definitely some bad news for the Chargers. Um, as their playoff hopes to take another big hit, uh, the Packers. Uh, they get the win. The Buffalo Bills, they get a big win over the New York Jets. Um, they get the big win, 32-6. to um, So, you know, maybe uh, with the Buffalo Bills firing their offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey, um, you know, maybe that just sent a message to that Buffalo Bills offense. So they definitely got it together in that game. Uh, really good game for Josh Allen. Um, and the Buffalo Bills, uh, they got a big win over the New York Jets. Um, to um, keep their playoff hopes alive, um, getting a big win. Um, And uh, also uh, the Miami Dolphins, uh, they win a close game over the Las Vegas Raiders, 20 to 13. Um, The Miami Dolphins defense uh, really plays well in this game, um, holding the Raiders to just 13 points. Um, Sam Tua Tungavailoa throws a couple of touchdown passes in this game for the Dolphins. Um, You know, their offense is uh, coming a little bit more uh, back down to earth. But their defense is really stepping up. Um, And the Dolphins, uh, they get a win over the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, uh, another great game um, for the Miami Dolphins. And uh, they get the win over the Raiders. Um, So uh, lots of uh, really interesting games this week. Um, You know, it looked like the Bears were going to beat the Lions they had a big lead with about, about four minutes left to go. Uh, but the lions, uh, they came back in this game. They ended up getting the win, um, 31 to 26 over the bears, the bears. They had a 26 to 14 lead over the lions with four minutes left to go. But, uh, the lions offense, um, you know, they come back in a big way, uh, despite Jared Goff throwing three interceptions, um, early on in this game, the lions, they were able to come back. Um, and, uh, Get the win over the Chicago Bears. Um, Justin Fields has a really good game in his return. Um, But the Bears, they come up a little bit short um, in that one. And they blow a big lead um, to the Lions. And the Lions get back on track uh, with a um, big second half comeback uh, to get the win. Um, So, um, like I said, lots of uh, very interesting games this week. The Jaguars, they get a big win over the Tennessee Titans. Great game for Trevor Lawrence. He uh, throws two touchdown passes, um, and he also runs uh, for a couple of touchdowns as well. Um, Jaguars get a big win um, over the Titans. Um, And uh, um, we're looking forward to this Monday night football game uh, between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Some interesting um, things to think about uh, going into this game. Um Andy Reed 21 and 3 coming off of a bye. Um Nick Sirianni, Nick uh Sirianni, Um 2-0 um after coming off of a bye. Um so you know it's going to be a very uh, interesting game. Um, you know, overall I do think that the Eagles will get the win. Um, you know, both these teams have very good defenses, um, which is going to make this game very interesting, uh, but I think Eagles are just you know playing a little bit better offensively right now um still waiting for Patrick Mahomes to get um to get uh, his wide receivers going offensively um We know that Travis Kelsey um is going to make some big plays in this game for the chiefs um but will other guys step up and help out Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey in this offense um you know because of that reason um you know, I do think the Eagles will win this game. Um, you know, I just think overall they have the more consistent offense. Uh, but you can um, put up points on this Eagles secondary. Uh, you can throw for a lot of yards um, on this Eagles secondary. So um, maybe this could be the get-right game for those wide receivers um, of the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, but, um, you know, I do think this will be a very good game. It's going to be a close one. Um But uh, I do think that the Eagles um, will find a way to win this game. Um, Very tough at the, you know, uh, pick against Patrick Mahomes. Um, But um, I think I just trust the Eagles offense a little bit more than I trust that Chiefs offense. So we'll see what happens. It's going to be a great game. Um, Either way, um, I wouldn't be surprised, um, you know, if the Chiefs find a way to win this game. Um, But, um, you know, it's going to be a great game. So we'll see what happens um and uh, that's going to be a very fun Monday night football game. Now I want to talk um a little bit about uh, the MLB, that's my thoughts um on uh, some of the matchups around the NFL for week 11. Um I probably didn't mention every single game, uh, but I tried to mention as many of them as I can. If I didn't mention your team, um you know, I apologize. Hopefully I will get your uh team um on the next podcast episode, um but um that's my thoughts on Week 11 of the NFL. Now I want to talk a little bit about the MLB. Um, I first want to talk about the MVP awards. Um, no surprise with who won the MVP awards this year. Um, Ronald Acuna Jr. wins the MVP award for the National League um, after hitting 41 home runs and stealing 71 bases. Um, outstanding season for Ronald Acuna Jr. First player. In MLB history to hit um, over 40 home runs and still over 70 bases. Um, so um, an outstanding season for Ronald Acuna Jr., well-deserving of the MVP award for the National League. And Shohei Ohtani uh, wins the MVP award for the American League. Again, no surprise here. Uh, you look at what he did on the mound. Um, he had an ERA of, of about three. Um, very solid uh, pitching this season by Shohei Ohtani. Um, And you look at what he did at the plate, um, hitting 44 home runs. um, And this is with Shohei Otani missing the final month of the regular season as well. So, um, outstanding season for Shohei Otani. You definitely could have made a strong case as well for Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon, especially because, um, you know, they took the Rangers to the World Series. Uh, But at at the end of the day, Shohei Otani's season, um, you know, was just outstanding. And you have to factor in what he did on the mound as well this season. Um, And uh, what he did at the plate was pretty incredible. Um, You know, especially um, with missing the entire month of September. Um, But um, an outstanding season, nonetheless, for Shohei Otani. He he wins uh, the American League MVP award. Um, And we'll have to wait and see where he lands uh, this offseason. We'll have to wait and see where he signs. but. Outstanding season for Shohei Otani and also for Ronald Acuna Jr. Um, So that's my thoughts on the MVP awards. Well-deserved for both of those players. Um, Now I want to talk about uh, some trades that went down. The Mariners, my Seattle Mariners, they make an interesting trade um, with the Boston Red Sox. Uh, The Mariners, they acquire Luis Urias from the Boston Red Sox. Um, Guy who can play third base. uh, Sounds like the Mariners... We'll probably play him at second base, um, but we'll have to wait and see uh, what happens um, with that. Uh, But, um, you know, whether he's at second or third base this season, um, I think Luis Urias is going to be a very good addition to this Mariners ball club. Um, You know, if we end up trading Eugenio Suarez, which I did here, is a possibility, um, then we can move Luis Urias over to third base. Uh, but if not he will probably be playing at second base for the Mariners so um we'll have to wait and see um you know what he can do for the Mariners this season uh, but the Mariners in return they send Isaiah Campbell over the, to the Boston Red Sox Isaiah Campbell um had a, a really good uh, rookie season for the Mariners uh, since being called up uh, right before the all-star break um, his ERA was just slightly above 2 i believe he had about a 2 point um I believe it was a 2.83 ERA uh, for the Mariners. Uh, So Isaiah, Isaiah Campbell uh, really pitched well for the Mariners. Um, Now going over uh, to be a, um, um, a part of the Boston Red Sox bullpen. Um, So um, interesting trade for both teams. Uh, We'll see how it works out. But uh, Isaiah Campbell um, had a very good season for the Mariners. And, um, you know, towards the end of the season, the Mariners really started to use him in more high leverage situations. So, um, I think this is a very good trade for both teams, um, and we'll have to wait and see how it works out. Um, there was also a few other trades. Uh, nothing really, um, nothing really uh, too major. I did see that the White Sox and the Braves uh, made an interesting trade. Um, there were a lot of uh, players involved in that trade, uh, but uh, one um, player that was really interesting was Mike Soroka. Uh, going over to the Chicago White Sox. Uh, Mike Zeroka, very good starting pitcher when he is healthy, but he has had trouble staying healthy um, over the past few seasons. So uh, maybe a change of scenery could help Mike Zeroka stay healthy now that he is with the White Sox. Um, But, um, you know, um, we'll have to wait and see how that goes. Uh, But, um, you know, the Braves, uh, they did get a a lot of players um, in return Uh, for that trade as well. They also did sign a reliever, Reynaldo Lopez, um, to a uh, three-year, $30 million contract. Uh, Reynaldo Lopez, uh, really good reliever. um, And, um, you know, he could definitely be a good um, reliever uh, coming in late in the games for the Atlanta Braves. Um, And also, I just uh, found out a couple minutes ago that Lance Lynn uh, re-signed with the St. Louis Cardinals, a one-year contract worth uh, $10 million. Um, so um, that's an interesting move for the Cardinals. Um, Lance Lynn um, you know, had a, a really good season last year uh, with both uh, the White Sox um, and the Cardinals as well. Um, so um, I think he could be um, a really good starting pitcher for the St. Louis Cardinals um going into next season as well so um that should be interesting um and uh you know um there's still a lot of uh, really good players um really good free agents on the market um so you know as we continue in the off season uh we'll have to wait and see uh, what's going to happen Aaron Nola uh did sign um a big uh seven-year contract to remain with the Philadelphia Phillies, a seven-year contract worth $172 million. Uh, really good move uh, for the Phillies uh, to bring back Um And Aaron, Aaron Nola, um has been a really big part of the Phillies' starting rotation, uh, really since he came into the league. Um, and, um, you know, this is the only team that he has ever played for. And uh, he's really pitched well, not only in the regular season, but in the postseason uh, for the Phillies, he has been their number one starting pitcher. Um, and um, I do think that um, he's going to uh, continue to pitch very well for the Phillies, um, as uh, he continues throughout his career. So, a good move for both teams. Um, and uh, you know, we'll just have to wait and see what else happens, but it's been a very fun MLB offseason so far. Hopefully, the Mariners will continue to make some more moves. Um, and uh, you know. Um, try to continue uh, to keep pace with the other teams in this AL West division. Um, you know, with um, AL West division rivals winning the world series, the past two years, um, Astros winning a couple of years ago, Rangers just recently winning the world series. Um, you know, the Mariners, they have to keep pace with those teams. So um, they're going to have to continue to make moves to try and make uh, their ball club better. Um, and uh, you know, we'll see what happens. So, That's my thoughts on everything for today. Now I just want to leave you guys um, with a quick thought before I go. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever um, experienced uh, trying to run in mud. Um, But, uh, you know, it's very challenging. Um, A few years ago, um, I had the opportunity to um, uh, participate in uh, one of those mud runs. Um, And, uh, you know, it was really challenging. It was a lot of fun. Um, but uh, you know, it's very tough to run in the mud. You know, your feet get stuck. Um, you know, if you're anything like me, uh you probably slip and fall a few times. Um I definitely did. Uh but uh you know it was really funny. Uh one time when I fell my shoe fell off, so um, it was it was hilarious, but um, you know, definitely challenging very challenging to run in the mud. Um and uh you know, um I uh, heard this uh Bible verse on Caleb. Um Couple weeks back, um, and it reminded me of you know um, participating in that mud run a few years ago. Um, and uh, this Bible verse is um, uh, from Psalms chapter 40, um, and it said, um, He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud, and out of the mire. He placed my feet on solid ground, and He helped me as I steadily walked along. Um, this is an incredible reminder to all of us. Um, that, you know, if, if you feel like, you know, you're running in mud um, and you feel like you're just getting stuck over and over again. And, um, you know, you feel like you're just stuck um, in life and um, you feel like no matter how hard you try, you just keep falling down. Um, this is Bible verse is just an incredible reminder to all of us that God um, is always there to rescue us. Um, you know, God can lift you out of that pit of despair out of the mud and out of the mire. Um, and uh, God you know, can rescue you out of any and every situation uh, that you may be facing today. So just trust in the Lord and know that God is always with you wherever you go. Um, and know that God will never leave you and God will never forsake you. So I just want to leave you guys with that reminder today. Thank you guys for listening. God bless you guys. Always remember that God is love and God is good all the time. Um, Again, thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you guys next time. Go Mariners and go Hawks.